the courage, questioning norms and finding the real conversation, a space for intentional, motivational, and courageous conversations. This is Carrie Promozik, your host. You got this, courageous people. This episode with my friend and colleague Wylia Chase highlights our true commitment to being in conversation about race. The Courage guest, Wylia Chase, is a nonprofit leader with over 20 years of experience designing, leading, and implementing impactful community engagement, specializing in facilitation, education, and coaching. The Director of Operations and Community Engagement for the Black and Brown Coalition for Educational Equity and Excellence, Wiley is committed to the coalition's mission of advocating for all students, particularly black and brown and low-income students, to have equitable access to the resources, opportunities, and supports they need to be successful. Wiley's vast experience in both the corporate and nonprofit sectors is why she is a skilled expert in program development, facilitation, and implementation with a proven track record in marketing, operations, and advocacy. She joins the staff at the Black and Brown Coalition after leading corporate engagement, race equity, and community engagement work at Leadership Montgomery and Family Services, guiding companies and nonprofit organizations on their racial equity journey and assisting them in implementing their diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies, as well as designing their trainings and workshops. Wylea is an active NAACP Parent Council member and representative. She is very active in her community in a variety of ways and resides in Montgomery County with her husband and four children. Wylea and I are diving in with Courage Culture today and what it means for black women and white women. Is it the same? I hope this episode gets you thinking. Let's get to it. Hey, welcome, everybody, and welcome back, Wylea. Thank you. I am excited to have you here today. Um, I think what's exciting is that you're back. You, you and I chatted, like, I, I'm looking down on episode 32, talked about our Exploring and Talking Race workshop, but today we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into this uh, Courage to Talk Race series, ongoing series for The Courage. So before we get going, though, I do want to um, just have you kind of tell a little bit about yourself since you haven't been on in a little while. Okay. Um, I am Wylia Chase. I am the mother of four, um, all going through and have having gone through the public school system in Montgomery County. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So I've been in Montgomery County 24 years now. Um, so I'm a mom of four. I always say a husband of one, a wife of one, husband. <laughs> and um, I'm the director of a nonprofit, the Black and Brown Coalition for Educational Equity and Excellence. Um, and I'm an avid and uh, involved volunteer in the okay. education space. And, um, and I'm a race equity facilitator. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, great. And welcome back. And then I guess it's also important. I wanted to note that you and I, we work together in, in many spaces, right? Our volunteer work and professional work. I think it's also important to note before we get started that we, you and me are in conversation about all the things. Yes. Um, I would specifically say uh, we spend a lot of time, you and me, and you, you can correct me here, talking about race and yes. What I notice as a white woman, what you notice as a black woman, what we see in spaces, and 
we are constantly talking about our challenges we have or things we're seeing and just trying to navigate and check in. So I think for those listening, it'd be important to know that we're kind of bringing this conversation you and I are in back to the podcast kind of thing today. Yes. So anything yeah. we should add to that important to know thing? Anything I think the only thing anything that else important is, to know about us? Yeah, I think that the only thing that I was I would add is that yes, we have these conversations, but we have them in a really honest way, which I really appreciate because I think that we have conversations that I can't necessarily have with other people, right? Mm-hmm. For a variety of different reasons, good or bad or indifferent. Um, so that's something that I really yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And and I think that we've taken some time to get here. We've been working <laughs> on this for a few years now, yeah. just so people know that. Um, and so that's kind of us on a backstory a little bit on how we got to this place. Yeah. But just, so just to kind of get to the topic and, um, of today and to kind of, like I said before, we're going to continue in the Courage to Talk Race series I have here, series here on The Courage. And today we're going to dive into courage culture with what, with the courage for Black women and courage for white women. What does that mean? And uh, what we really need to do is talk about how we got to this topic. So I'm going to start with, and then like, it started, Wylia, when you sent me an uh, Instagram post mm-hmm. from Resma Manikim, I think I'm saying it right, mm-hmm. who was the author of My Grandmother's Hands and maybe a couple other books yes. as well, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. He yeah, had he featured the article. Yeah. Did he do another book or is that? Yes, book, he's right? done. Yes, several. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he had highlighted an article from Dr. Carrie Yazid, mm-hmm. the dangers, it was quoted, the dangers of courage culture and why Brene Brown isn't for folk. Yes. And you had sent that and said, read through the comments. So I was reading through all the comments, right? Yeah. You read through all the comments, yeah. right? And then we just started going back and forth a little bit about it via texting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think we should talk about this on the, on the podcast cast I feel yeah. like if you're willing and you were so what but that's how we fully got to it right yeah yeah <laughs> yes because because I think what's also worth mentioning is that you and I are always sending each other podcasts and different yes. articles um <laughs> as it relates to courage and race and having those difficult conversations and so yeah. when I saw that I said oh my gosh I gotta share this with Carrie and so yeah yes yes yeah. Yes. It's like me. I can't, I, when I find one, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll send you a podcast. I can't remember yeah. the person's name. I'm like, I know nothing. Listen to this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're just like, anyway. we're about this. And these are my thoughts about yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, I would encourage those listening to find someone that's interested in, that's another deep thinker yeah. that wants to talk about these things together, because I think it's beneficial for you and I in, in personal ways also. Yeah. So yeah for lots of reasons okay so let's let's add our reactions to this so there was the post by resma on ig right then there was the article i went and read the article and just everybody listening in the show notes i'll put links to all this so people listening can go find it and read it for themselves Um, but then we read dr yazid's article and talking to and then you know i think we i thought a lot about it and then she had a video at the bottom Mm -hmm. of the article Mm -hmm. it was a youtube video Mm -hmm. so let's talk about like our individual reactions or responses or takeaways from that so what what do you think what were yours so my initial response was I really like Brene Brown and I when I came upon the post and I'm trying to figure out who reposted it I follow a number of different pages on on Instagram and I can't remember who posted it 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 might have been Blavity I don't remember what it is but anyway Mm -hmm. when I came upon the post and I saw Dr. Yazid's article, 
about Brene Brown, knowing that I like Brene Brown, I kind of read it like this, like with my eyes, like, like looking yes. through, eyes, like peeking through, because yes. I didn't want to see something bad about her in terms of, because if I saw something mm-hmm. bad about her and her intentions toward Black women, mm-hmm. then I would have to rethink my liking her. And does that mean that I don't get it sort of thing? That was my initial reaction. But then I, I read it and then I read the post. I hadn't read the article yet. And then I started reading the comments and I realized that um, Tarana Burke was in the comments and she was talking about not defending Brene Brown. I wanna be clear about that. But in the comments, she was talking about what she knows about Brene Brown and Brene Brown's work and some things that Brene Brown had changed as she is, as she says herself, Brene Brown, but also models what she says in terms of she's still learning. And there are some things that she does get wrong, but she has the fortitude, the courage, the whatever someone wants to put to it to say, man, I messed that up, right? I'm still learning. And so because of that, Tarana Burke really respects her and has done some work with her, right? And so my, so that's, that's, that my initial reaction is all encompassing. It, it, it includes all of those things. So initially like, oh my God, what did she do? Am I liking the wrong person? Right. Does she does she mean black people harm? Then I read the comments. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm. I think I'm. I'm right. I'm okay to still like her. And then I read Dr. Yazid's article, and I could see where she's coming from on that too. So, so yeah. it's a. I have a sort of both and reaction. I understand yeah. both sides. Um, and then I'm in the place where I'm making my own decision too, based off of what yeah. I saw. There. Yes. Okay. I totally am with you with that. At first, I was like, wait, Brene Brown? I love her. She she taught me the word courage. And that's kind of why I got to this courageous right. title for my business. Like, I was right. really like, oh, no. You know, because the word courage speaks to me in many ways, right? right? And so to, to hear that, I was, but then as I read the comments, same thing. And the comments were generally pretty respectful too. Yes. Like I didn't feel yeah. like they were horrific. So that was good. I felt yeah. good about that. It was a really um, great first, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like at first yeah. I was like, read the, when you said, read the comments, I really read the comments. Cause I, I was yeah. like, Ooh, is it a good read the comments? Yeah. Which it wasn't good. It was, it was deep thinking, read the comments. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that was a good part about it. So everybody read the comments. I'll put it in the service. Um, yeah. But I think also was, I also too was like, wow, I really like her message about, um, you know, all the things and I've read all of her books, except her newest. So I was like, wow, yeah. you know, I feel invested too, but yeah. I think more what came out of it same thing was what Dr. Yazid was saying about the research that she's done now was on a diverse group of people. It Mm -hmm. was a lot of talking about in her article, her interpretation, right? That it was out of her eyes as a white woman, right? And that in Dr. Yazid's article, she was really just talking about that there is some differences, which you and I can talk about in a second of of our own perspective Mm -hmm. for what women and white women may face in different places or not Mm -hmm. face. And like really kind of getting into that piece. And yes, Tarana Burke getting into the comments and saying, I wouldn't normally do this and how she Mm -hmm. shared what she thought I thought that was great too I mean there was a lot of depth to that yeah so I think to my response was I like this I wanted to, to you know kind of hear um what um what was being said but I also really just like I listened when I watched her video too so at the bottom of the article on that page there's a video to Dr. Yazid and her response is rather direct to really support as to what she said yeah um she got a lot of pushback yeah. from all kinds of people yeah. Um, but she was very clear and she was just trying to be 
um, honest in her work and her experience as a black woman and explaining mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I just appreciated that. And yep. I think that's why I was like, I think you and me could talk about this because mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't want to believe those things. Yeah. When I say those things, I mean, like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to believe that a black woman is going to write an article and say that it's different when she shows up to work than a white woman. Yeah. I don't well, really, don't like, I just... Right. And I just wanted to like cover my ears and not listen and be like, no, it's like, I forced myself, right? Yes, Carrie, this is true. You know, I don't know. I get those like really icky. I think they're like white person icky feelings. Like maybe if I just don't read anymore, it won't be true. Or I'll just think to myself, no way. I would never think that. That wouldn't happen. That's not, I've not seen that. Right. Like, I think I get a lot of those inter, which I know are not true. Like I get some of those little tiny little things in my head saying things. And then I'm like, nope. That's not true. So I think that really clear honesty from Dr. Yazid that needs to be heard and talked about responsibly by um, black women, white women, you know, all people really stood out to me. Like, especially after I read the article and watched her video, I'm like, okay, wow. Like, this is, this is a good topic and it's serious. Yeah. What I was worried about with the video, because I've had, I have all these hesitations before I read or listen Mm. to these things. And what I was worried about, I was like, I'm hoping that her video is not going to be a backtrack of what she said mm-hmm. in her article. I was, cause I don't know Dr. Yazid at all. I'm not, I don't know anything. Yeah, me neither. Right. And yeah. so I was hoping that, I was really hoping that she did stick to her guns and she did. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. said, why? Right. And so I think that we've been hearing all of these buzzwords and all of these sayings recently. And I think one of the buzzwords and sayings that I'm going to repeat is two things can be true. And I, yes. her article resonated with me. Yeah. And it yeah. is true. Right. Yeah. But, and both and, not but, mm-hmm. her article is true. And the work that Brene Brown is doing is valuable and is true, right? Yes. When Black yes. women say what Dr. Yazid said, then mm-hmm. it's invalidated. People invalidated by saying, but Brene Brown is this, this, and that. When you don't, mm-hmm. to me, you don't have to invalidate Dr. Yazid's work and what she's saying, both of them can be true. And Mm -hmm. and how do we work within that context, right? Because saying just be courageous is dangerous without the work, without the context, without the historical knowledge, right? And I think that it goes to something that that, not doctor, that Menachem said, and I was looking for it, talked about, goodness, dirty pain over clean pain and the dirt uh, and the dirty pain, right? He talked about um, avoiding the truth of racism and its effects on black bodies. Um, avoiding that truth is less painful than owning up to it, which is which explains why Americans choose dirty pain over clean pain, right? You got to go through the pain, right? Mm-hmm. And, and don't be dirty about it. Don't ignore it because that's easy for you. But and but it's hard for black people when you do that, right? You gotta go through the pain of the recognition of that whole thing. So I said a lot of stuff, but I think that both are true. I think that both are true. Dr. Yazid's article is true, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're both, I think the both true thing is great for that. I really do think that. And and like you said, I think I would add on to that, like the ignoring the, when you're ignoring stuff, the, 
and you're not talking about it out loud and you're not saying, wow, this experience as if I'm a white woman and I'm saying, wow, this really could be different for a black woman. And I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. And maybe I need to think a little bit more is something I think we need to normalize, like talk about these things out loud because yeah. And, and, and yes, so all now that we've talked so much about little pieces of the article, people are going to want to go read that. We can't recap everything right. here. It would take like forever, yes. but there is a lot of really good parts that I think totally. I would encourage everybody to read. And I would also say, okay, so also from the article, the last thing I got though, because I, you maybe I remember I did buy her book. I'll show yes. you the book. You can see on Zoom. You yes. guys can't listen to me, but widely again, uh, I <laughs> bought one of her books because in the article, one of the things she brought up, which seemed painful, but true too, is how people are buying books from people talking about courage culture, and many of them are white women. And, and what about um, Black women out there writing yes. great works too? Yes. Can we buy their books also? Can we yes. also support them? And so I sat there and I'm like, yes, I can. And so I bought her Shut Them Down, uh, Black Women, Racism in Corporate America. Mm -hmm. It's like an mm -hmm. anthology of a, yep. quite, I'm about halfway through. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're looking for something to read, it is it is hard reading Learn. it is motivation yeah it is motivational reading in a sense and i'd like to hear what people do yes but also to hear what people do like to hear what people do in the workplace women this is specifically about black women yeah um is a lot yeah and yeah. You know, yeah so i yeah. i would so if you want to go buy a book everybody i'll also put that in that's another one to get you thinking and to kind of take it a step further yeah to buy dr yazid's you know um work as well and she's got a couple yeah. other books also that she i'm does, sure I'll, yeah. I'll add to my big pile yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and can yeah. i can i just say one more thing because like you said we can't yeah. read the article but i just wanted to say that you know <laughs> in, doc, in her article right dr yazid is talking yeah. about it's dangerous for black women to mm -hmm. talk about acting in courage, right? Because not every safe, not every space is a safe space, right? And so mm -hmm. what I thought about is I've been listening to, to Brene Brown's podcast on, um, I don't remember what it's called. It's a series. I don't remember what it's called. And mm -hmm. we're not giving any more free press to anybody else. So, and any more free advertising to anybody else, right? Because she's not a paid sponsor. So anyway, but yeah, yeah. I'll just say that in listening <laughs> to that series, and I can't remember the name and it doesn't matter. Just go look for it for yourself if you want it. But um, mm -hmm. she talked about and did a retraction again in this learning journey, right? It takes mm -hmm. courage to recognize, hey, there's more learning I got to do. What I like about Brene Brown is that she's never at a place where she says, I got it. I know it. This is it. Yes. I'm done learning. That's not it. because. What she did was she said she realized, I don't know how long ago she realized, but she realized she would say in her trainings, like you and I have said in our, in our race equity trainings as navigators, um, mm -hmm. this is a safe space, right? But it's not a safe space for everybody, particularly black and brown people. You know, it's not safe because there are repercussions for say, you might upset someone, you know, what you're saying. And that's why we have affinity groups and all these different things. And so, so she's learned from that. And so, so she does not necessarily use courage in those spaces, especially in mixed spaces. Right. And she mm -hmm. has to, sometimes you can't read the room. You don't know if it's a safe space, especially if, if, you know, some coworkers are there, or, you know, in a training or anything like that. So I just wanted to talk about that. And that's what I mean about two things being true. Like, you cannot use, you cannot say, you can say it, but you don't know everybody's intentions in that space, right? So right. you want to, as a facilitator, create a safe space. You want to say it's a safe space. You don't know everybody else's intentions. You can't control everybody else sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, so that, that gets to what I mean about, you know, both things can be true. 
I think that yeah. Dr. Yazid, Yazid is right about, you know, the courage thing. And Brene Brown is right about safety versus courage and those sorts of things. But courage is mm -hmm. a real thing and it is necessary. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, the other, also when you're saying like learning journey, I, it's funny because I think about that with my health. You know, I'm getting just prepping for today and I was reviewing a few things this afternoon because, you know, I always feel like I've been doing this for a while. Well, it's not a while. Actually, I like to tell people my real awakening as white person was seven years ago. That's not that long. I've been white for 50 years, everybody, almost 50 <laughs> years. So it's it's a little scary for me, but very true. And I don't think I'm that special. I think there's a lot of white women like me. But what I will say is. I like to keep that learning journey front and forward because I get worried, right? I'm like, okay, I'm going to read the things. I'm going to know the stuff because I don't want to like make mistakes, right? I get a little worried about, even with you talking here, right? I'm like, oh, I just want to make sure I have stuff like in my head, right? But then I was like, what am I doing? I have to just, you know, I spend the time thinking, I, I yes, I've read the stuff. I don't need to, you know, overdo. And I have to recognize, yes, I don't. You're never done. And you and I have said this yeah. before in many places. Yeah. We're never done. The learning journey, like you're saying, she's saying learning journey. That is true. Even if we think we're pretty aware and we've done a million trainings, we facilitate some and we talk about it and we read and you, you, you there's still so much to do. Yeah. I think because, because the work around racism and race relationships and all that, it's, it's sometimes it's quiet. Like we were just saying the quote you read before, sometimes things are going on and you're like, are we saying it this way? Is this happening this way? Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of keep working so that we can do better in yeah. those, those places around, um, or do better by acknowledging we're never really going to be done. You don't reach the top, right? You right. don't be like, you know, I did it, check, done. I'm done with fifth grade, done, right. go to sixth grade. You know, it's not like that kind of thing. Right. So let's, all right. So, so do we think black women and white women can be courageous in the same way? Can we talk a little bit about that? I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think okay. that we can be courageous in the same way. We're not the same. We don't have the same experiences, clearly. You know, right. so I think that, right. no, we can't be courageous in the same way, but, um, you know, we can be, I, you know, for me, just stepping into spaces is courageous, right? Yeah. So there's, I think that there are different ways um, that we are courageous. Right. I think it is, you know, not to speak for you, but I think it is courageous for you to in an all white space with your white woman self to talk the way you do sometimes. Right. To say, hey, let's recognize some things here, folks. Let's recognize, you know, in the work that you do and some of the volunteer work that you do and that we share. Mm -hmm. Let's recognize that we are not representing the majority in this. Right. Since that takes courage. Right. But for me, um, Sometimes just showing up in a space takes courage, right? Like my kids yeah, on a yeah. swim team that is predominantly white that, you know, maybe my kids are the only black kids on the team or maybe, the, you know, maybe only two of maybe four or five kids on a team with maybe, you know, 50, 60 kids, you know, it takes courage just to show up in there. And I have to say my kids recognized it the first time. And I didn't know that they recognized it until they said something. They were fine, but they yeah. recognized it. Right. And then you, yeah. so then that takes courage to me because then I don't know how right. we're going to be received, but I'm going to do it anyway because I deserve to be mm -hmm. here too, sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it takes courage to not be defensive because that's my immediate go to. I'm on the swivel, I'm on the lookout. Like, is there something happening? I got to be, I got to recognize stuff. I have to respond to it. Or is it okay to respond to this or not okay to respond to that? So, no, we are not 
courage. We do not, we do not exhibit, we do not, um, does it have courage? We do not exhibit courage in the same way. Um, and, and yeah. And do we think so? And what I would add is because there's a different fallout for each of us. Like I would say to answer that question, the way I see it being different is if I'm in certain spaces, I'm very confirmed, right? So Mm -hmm. if I'm in my, a certain space, it's majority white people and I'm a white woman or, you know, whatever, I'm very confirmed in that moment. If I see a couple black women, let's say we're in all women's spaces, this isn't talking about women. Mm -hmm. Um, and I see a couple of black women, you know, I think sometimes there's a perception of, oh, well, there's a couple of black women there. So we have some kind of diversity, right? But really in the end, if it's only a couple, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's me being confirmed as a white woman. So I guess for me, my courage is different than because I'm not the only, I'm not the only black woman. Right. I'm with other white women, right? right? It doesn't matter if I'm best friends with anybody or any of that, right? Mm-hmm. There's some confirmation for me then maybe it would be different for you oh, if you were the only black woman. You yeah. like different, right? Yeah, yeah. And so- and Especially if I'm the only one up, saying the things that I'm saying. Right. So, and then that like, yes, like, okay. So then that goes around like this idea of when we, when we have to speak, mm-hmm. right? Like, and ugh, this- whenever I'm somewhere and this is very hard and I'm seeing something happen as a white woman, there's a conversation mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to need this. And sometimes I can be an overthinker in my head before I say something mm-hmm. and then say um, the person in the room who was black or of color says the thing, maybe something about race. And I'm like, oh, I always think, why did that person have to say it? Why did yeah, the I white person say it? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, I, then I feel like I'm like, oh, you know, why did, so I just think that comes up in those kinds of, that's like the courage thing too. Like for me, okay. So I'm trying to think about this in, in like a way that, yes, I'm confirmed. So I think my courage is different than, than yours in that sense that mm-hmm. it's just going to be easier for me, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that to be like, oh, I'm so awesome. I mean, like, I'm just going to have more comfort. Although I think what I'm, learning is if I'm showing up in my white spaces or spaces that are more predominantly white and something needs to be said about race or just something needs to be acknowledged it's the courage to say the thing it's Mm -hmm. the courage maybe as the white person to say you know what we're talking about right now is just seeming like it's interfering in our mission of whatever right now right I feel like it's not representative and just saying it and that can be courageous in another, that's actually scary too, actually, everybody. Um, I think sometimes I get scared, talk about like issues in all white spaces too, just to be, right. I, I say this too, I think I've said this when you and I talked on our last podcast, sometimes that can be very hard too, mm-hmm. um, because it can be quiet and we can sometimes just ignore and move along. And so again, I think that's just showing how the courage looks different. But let me ask about this because we were kind of saying this before and I'm going to go back to the article. A big thing Dr. Yazid was talking about and you just said too was safe spaces. Mm-hmm. What really is a safe space? Like we're all trying, we're all trying to figure out safe spaces. We're all trying to figure out um, how to have courage to talk, right? Like it's not, it is, but the added thing that we're talking about is, is it now different when when we're in a space and I'm a white woman or black woman, what is how do we know it's a safe space, right? Because I don't even if we think it is, is it? Right. I don't know. And I have to barrel through. And I and sometimes I find out I I don't, I don't, as a black woman, ever assume that a safe a, a space is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it is a majority white space. I mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't make those assumptions. I don't have the luxury of making that assumption. Um, mm -hmm. Especially if I am facilitating a race equity workshop. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes in my volunteer work, because um, yeah, a lot of those spaces are not representative of the groups that are supposed to be represented. You, you know what I mean? And so- Yeah, yeah, I do, um, yes. Well, you do, you know what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't assume that a, a space is safe. But um, right. I'm going to be there because mm -hmm. I am going to be there, right? right. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel nervous about it, mm -hmm. but I still have to say the things and do the things. And mm -hmm. even if that is, and, and, and I have to really think, really think about what I say and how I say it, yeah. knowing that I'm going to say it anyway, <laughs> whatever right. it is. Right. And the thinking about the thing. Okay. And so this even brings in another level of like when we're in a space and we're not sure it's safe, right? Or it's safe or not safe for different reasons. Or you're mm -hmm, thinking mm -hmm. of your reasons as bun safety are going to be different than mine. Like yeah. mine is more going to be like, I think I'm going to be labeled as outcast maybe as a white woman. Right. Or yeah. Because you're getting I, to the heart of what we mean by safe. So I like that. Go ahead. Yes. Right. So like, I'm going to get a different, like I, my label might just be like, well, Carrie doesn't know what she's talking about or just ignore that or whatever. It's different. Or Carrie doesn't have like the right I'm, to say that. Some people might think that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like that. And then is it going to be, so what will I get? Will I get the, um, what's the word? I, you know, like, will I get the too much label if I talk too much and I have, I'm too excited because, you know, my thing is I get excited about stuff and passionate. Will that be too much? But is that different than would you experience it differently if you're saying then the thing that needs to be said do you know what I mean do you go into a stereotype that I might get differently as a white woman but you might get as a black woman right like yeah. do we yeah. get I get oh she's is that always, more unsafe yeah I'm intense I, I know what it is mm -hmm. I'm intense I'm um oh I'm gonna do that thing that makes everybody uncomfortable or oh I'm always correcting or um or I'm just angry right it, it doesn't matter right. what tone of voice I use what my body language is, if I'm smiling or not, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, and, and so that's what's not safe, right? Or, are there going to yeah. be repercussions? Will my kids not be invited to things, you know, right. will, you know, will, right. will, will we not, will we not learn about the, the great thing that we could partake of? Because will I, will I be iced up from, from that? Because I'm the person mm -hmm. that's always mm -hmm. saying the thing, right? And there's a mm -hmm. lot, but there's a lot I don't say. You know, I right. really weigh, yeah. I really weigh when to say, you know, mm -hmm. so there's a lot I don't say that, that right. I, that, that sometimes I kick myself for not saying, but I have to, because of the different spaces, I really have to think, mm -hmm. should I say that? What happens if I say that? And, and, and I have right. to do it on the fly. I don't, I don't have a bunch of time to weigh it. I just have to say, maybe you shouldn't say that. Maybe you shouldn't, mm -hmm. answer, maybe you shouldn't answer that. Maybe you shouldn't respond to that. And, you know, right. I have to do that. Right. Because every space is not safe. And what I mean by not safe is, again, what will the repercussions be to myself, to right. my kids, you know, to my right. family, to access? Right. Will we will we will access be restricted to whatever? Right. Right. And and this aligns so much with these stories I'm reading and shut them down like these black women speaking up in the workplace is very complicated. Mm -hmm. I would I you know, I just I don't think I ever I hate to say this out loud would believe this. If yeah. I did not read this, I didn't yeah. talk to you. I didn't talk, go to the workshops I talked to, talk to the people I talked to. Yeah. I just think I would think, because my lived experience is different, everybody. And I think I would put it on other people. Right. 
like thinking mine is the only way, right? But again, it's the thought that has to go into that. And I hear what you're saying. It's not safe like someone there is going to physically hurt you. Mm -hmm. It's the safe, like, are you safe? What happens next? And then how do we like, how do we move beyond that? Like, then it comes to my head, like, how do we get in our more mixedy spaces? Meaning right. like, well, maybe it's still majority white, but you know, we have um, you know, black women in, in, in a group with us or you know, other women of color and things. And how do we, how do we make that? Because it seems as complicated to me, by the way. How yeah. do we as people yeah. get better at making it a better place to show up in that space and be like, so, hey, everybody, we want to just tend to, people here and we want to hear what you have to say like is there like do we give you to how like we do um like with you and I would you know workshop our pilot we're having get going hopefully here soon or like other places we do we go over norms or um um boundaries or all these things that we call in the beginning it's almost like in some of these meetings it would be reassuring to yeah. start with like hey everybody I don't know I'm always thinking of solutions for things I don't know if that would do any better either but just right. at least an acknowledgement of like yeah. We have a lot of different people here today from different backgrounds and different places. And there might be a majority white people here today and that's fine. But, you know, for people who are not, we want to make sure you feel heard. Like, I don't know if that's just too structured or that's just the wrong way either, but I don't right. know. I mean, it's so complicated, I think. It is. It is so complicated. And I, you know, there's always going to be, you know, somebody who says, there's a caveat to that. Um, oh yeah, I know that mm -hmm. we're all attention, but here's what happened, or here, mm -hmm. or here's how it landed, or whatever. And it's just, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy. Right. It's not easy. And I would say that, you know, um, how we show up for each other matters. Like, like you know, to your question, I, I, I sent. I guess I didn't send it to you. It just happened this morning. Mm -hmm. There was a clip that I saw on Instagram. Mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. a white teenage girl who was responding to and was giving a statement about um, the Florida uh, Governor DeSantis. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the books. Who, yeah, who said that, you know, um, he doesn't want Black history taught in AP or taught this way or it was irrelevant or whatever he said, but basically he wanted mm -hmm. a band he didn't want it in Florida schools. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this white young lady mm -hmm. talked about and gave a speech about I don't know if it was a press conference or whatever, but base, basically talked about um, the dangers of not having it for white students too, um, and why it was yes. important for white um, students to have this history and how yes. the things that she did not know and were not aware of until mm -hmm. she had the opportunity and she termed it an opportunity to take some classes in black history. And mm -hmm. so the dangers of what happens if that is not able to be a part of her learning and other white students learning. And so that right there is, that's the person that I would say, okay, she's got my back if I'm not in the room as a black person, right? Because what's being said, mm -hmm. when I, who's representing me when I'm not in the room? Yeah. You know, those yeah. things matter. Who in a, in a corporate space, especially, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, who's got my back? Especially if, if, if mm -hmm. I'm not the majority, right? And, I, and, mm -hmm. and I'm literally the majority in terms of number, in this corporate space, because I was in the corporate world and oh my gosh, right? Um, when I speak up and people don't listen to me or don't hear me, is there any anybody that's gonna come to my defense who is white? That allyship, mm -hmm. right? And then there's a, there's, a, there's a back and forth with that too, because it's like, how come that's the voice that's being listened to? But then again, mm -hmm. I need that allyship. I right. wish I didn't, but that's how, that's, I do, we do. 
So, so what can be done? Speaking yeah. up, having these conversations, making speaking this. Up. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's minimizing things, but I mean, at minimum. At minimum. These, convers- the, these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. And allyship is more than uh, a social post that says Black Lives Matter, right? right. Allyship right. is more than the flag in your yard that says, yes. I mean, that's lovely and yeah. I, it's appreciated for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, what's the next step after? Because that, while that's nice, and I don't want to say it's not, it's actually more than that. We have to do more than that. Yeah. And allyship to me, I think, yeah, when you are in a space as a white person, or as a white woman, if we're talking as women today, I'm trying to stay focused on that. But like, and you know, as a black woman saying something, well, pay attention and be like, wait a minute, what is she saying? And she might see something differently than I do. And this is super valid because I want to recognize my experience is different. And while what she's saying might sit a little funny with me, clearly she wouldn't say it if there wasn't something super important. Because if, I guess this is a good thing to it if you're in a generally white space and there is a black woman speaking up and saying something and she is the only one right that would be a, a, a thing to me to be like we really need to pay attention to this right right because what does it really, take for her right. to be saying this in this space yes. where there's right. hardly anyone else or no one else that looks like her like right. let me let me affirm that right you know let me let me right. believe her right Right. Because that allyship is needed in the moments, right? We need to start looking for those moments um, to be helpful and not just, you know, when somebody speaks up, be like, yeah, okay, let's think about that more. Did did so-and-so just say this? They actually kind of have a good point, you know, and kind of circle back a little bit, you know, just, I think there's some of those things that we have to, as, as black women and white women in spaces, as we navigate to start really paying attention to, and listen, I am sure, because I, you know, back to this book in corporate, I've never worked in corporate world. I taught, I did things, I've done my own business. I've done, I have not done corporate America um, in those ways. And I, I am sure it is frightfully, um, frightfully is not the right word, but like intense, I think would be the word in, in navigating. Word. Yeah. Maybe frightful. <laughs> yeah. in those situations, I would imagine like, you know, just I can't imagine and I'm imagining and I'm reading about it and thinking, yeah, these are real things, which goes back to these are real things Yeah. that in this word courage. So just a quick break. We will be right back. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, um, we've talked a bit about some corporate and work and all these things. What about courage, like in our social settings? Like I, and I'll, I'll start off with this. Like, what does courage look like for us as black women or white men in social settings, right? And what does this mean as far as is it's different for us, right? Because it is different, we're saying. It's different, we've established it's different. Well, articles established it's different. You and I have established we believe it's different. And we're talking a bit about, you know, why we think those things and what it looks like. But I always think about my social settings. And, you know, um, I will say, and this just, every time I say it again, it just boggles my mind. As of late, I'm definitely more, I would say socially diverse, if that makes sense in my bubble Mm -hmm. of friends, but I've lived a pretty white bubble most of my life. Again, I am almost 50. Um, I've lived in this area outside of Washington, DC and Montgomery County, Maryland, like my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about that a lot. Like, wow, you know, it's, and it doesn't, and I do want to be very clear for people listening, because I think most of my audience, it won't tell me on anchor, but, um, or I have not selected correctly is white or black or, or 
uh, what the different diversity um, or what is it well, demographics are. I just get like male or female um, is established, but because I think a lot of my listeners are white is what I'm trying to get to. I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with that. It's right. not. I have a white family. There's going to be a lot of white people around at family gatherings, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not that any of those things are are bad. Mm-hmm. It is just social settings encourage and what does that mean and look like? And for me, it's bringing an awareness to, hmm. So when people talk about this stuff, like all these words that make me itchy, like white supremacy culture, I'm like, oh God, don't say it out loud. You know, <laughs> oh, it's so scary. And I, I'm not a part of that, but I am, right? right? And so what, that's part of that for me. Like, how did I get, how, how come it's so bubbly like that for me? Mm-hmm. How come? And so I have to really think in my, and what, and then what, if we're getting to courage in social spaces, do I have the courage to step out of my social space and be right. a little more intentional about where I show up, where I don't show up as a white person? What am I doing there? Mm-hmm. Who am I initiating, inviting to do things with? And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I think for me, that's like a first start to this kind of topic right. for me. Yeah. What are you feeling for you with like courage and courage for me in those settings would be, I think the courage to, to say, wow, I really have experienced a lot of white social bubbles. Mm-hmm. Wow, I've been better and more intentional about changing that. Um, I've also been intentional about where I go and not go and participate also, like where I'm not going to include myself and where I am going to include myself. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some um, decision-making for my right. courage. Is, is that still working for my family and I? And am I still buying into that as a white person? Mm-hmm that makes sense. My, I guess what I mean to is one of my commitments as a family and in my work, work in diverse spaces is to do things in diverse spaces. I'm not going to fully get out of that because I won't, right. because there's a lot of, you know, but are there places where I can go that'll be more diverse? And can I commit to that for me and my family? And how do I do that? Yeah. That's kind of the courage for me, which I'm probably sure is much different for you, but do you want to dive in a little bit with that? social courage yeah i've i've gone to places especially after moving from new york to montgomery county mm-hmm. coming to mm-hmm. montgomery county it's a different culture from new york of course that's normal any place mm-hmm. a different culture how people get along how people interact and all those different things right um but it was also looking around and being invited into different places and looking around and not seeing much of me or seeing one, one more. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling things out, feeling fine, you know, but also like you over the years, um, being really intentional about where I spend my time and mm-hmm. my husband and I being really intentional about where our family spends our time. Um, and saying no to some things, you know, especially if we see that we've been in those spaces enough to know, um, we don't like it, you know, or, or, and other spaces to know, oh, this is good. We can do more of this, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, um, that means sometimes that our kids will say, oh, we heard that this is happening and that Mm -hmm. all the kids and some families are going to go to this place on Saturday. And we'll say, no, we're not going to go to that. Mm -hmm. No, we're not going to go to that. And then that's having a conversation with them about why they want to know why, 
right? Well, here's, here's what we experienced that you would not have seen and you would not have known. And um, that's just not a place we want to be. So then they, then they ask questions. Well, does it mean that I can't be friends with so-and-so? No, doesn't mean that at all. Doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that at all, but it just means that you have to know, right? Um, what works for you and what doesn't. And it's okay to say no to some things because we also do have fear of missing out. We're human beings, right? But mm, do I really, I'm okay with missing out on some things, but that's me as an adult. That's harder yeah. for kids. That's for harder sure. for me. You know, it is, it's harder for kids. Sure. Even if they recognize something as uncomfortable, they kind of push, uh, and adults do the same thing, but kids, I think on a, on a larger scale. So how is it for me being in, in various, uh, we're also, in, we're also intentional about, um, so we have a friend circle, which is just, we have a friend mm-hmm. circle. And, mm-hmm. and, and these are people that you just trust and that you just know, and that you're okay with having around your, your kids on a consistent basis. That's how we think of things. Sure. And then, you know, sure. a larger, just a regular gathering, um, we don't go, we don't, we don't look at our, at our guest list and go, okay, we have to have this many Latinos and this many black. and this many <laughs> We're not so prescriptive right. like that, but um, yeah, yeah. I have to say that if I, if I'm asked about it, if I'm thinking about it and now I'm thinking about it as we're talking, um, I'm pretty proud of, of what mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, mm-hmm. um, to me, it looks like the world that our children will be in that we, the world that we want them to be in rather. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's pretty good. But um yeah, oh I love that. Yeah. So I love you see the world notice. we want them to be in. Yeah. That. You know, and but yeah. I do notice um <laughs> sometimes that's why I stay off social media a lot. Um I used to be <laughs> much more. But I do notice like I'll see pictures of things and I'll go and I'll look and sometimes I'll blow mm-hmm. them up and I'll go, mm, I see any black people. And I know there's <laughs> black people in their neighborhood. And, right. and that's what I do. And there, there's right. the judgment there. Or, yeah, that's when we have to get off the social media. Yeah, sometimes I don't yeah. go to things because I know my family's going to be the only family that looks like us. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want, I don't, I just don't want it. So, and I think that's important to note too, because that's hard on you. While well, maybe a family or someone that's encouraging something, you're just trying to, you know, include people. But we need to recognize as white people, sometimes it can be hard for the black family to be the only family. There, yeah, something especially like that. after George Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yes, especially there's an intensity after, there. Yes, especially after all of those, because what was happening was people were coming up to me and and saying things like, "Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "It's." especially after those things, especially after yeah. it's just, yeah, no, I'm just going to sit this one out sort of thing. Because it becomes, well, and then that's a whole other topic, but I think that <laughs> is somehow white people trying to extend some kind of um, conversation or connection, but doing ways where they, where the intention and impact get confused. Right. And it can be come heavy for you to receive that where the intention may be good but the impact is just too much and we don't always realize that as white people trying to talk and connect and do better and because it is that tricky everybody right like it it is hyper tricky you know we want the list you and I talk about this like I the workshop from years ago I wanted to go to the workshop that gave me the top five things for white women to communicate better with black women with Amanda Cap. Yeah. And I was like, yes. And then it was like all about me. Like it was about right. my internal biases and all these things. So I think that there's that sense of back to what you were saying is sometimes we have to make these decisions and it is different for you as a black woman and me as a white woman and what that means. And I think too, what comes up for me as a white woman is, you know, 
I think sometimes race is quiet and tricky a little bit. And maybe if you're in an all white setting, you have to be able to interrupt things when you hear maybe something being talked about that's maybe around the edge. Nobody's saying anything like mm-hmm. horribly straightforward about race, right? Or anything, you know, um, very direct, I guess is the best way to say. But there are ways I think we can kind of interrupt and say, oh, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, tell me more about that to really bring a greater conversation. If you're hearing something, you know, that's where I find in social spaces with there's, that's where I've, I've not, I've had to gain my strength in that sense of like, how do I in a white, in a white space talk about important issues around race? Because white people don't really, in my experience, mm-hmm. white people don't talk about being white. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is, I feel like I've mentioned to you this before, and I hope I didn't, but there was a group, I was in a business group a while back and there was a young black woman and she was, I was telling her a little bit about the work I was doing. I was doing some research and stuff. And she was saying that she, that she and some of her friends get together and they talk about what it means to be a black woman in America today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember I was like, wow. So, and I was like, I want to clarify this. And I know I sound like an idiot. Like, so you're saying you're like at a get together with your black women friends and you're talking about what it means to be a black woman in America today. And she's yeah. like, yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I want to tell you, I've never talked about what it means to be a white woman, right. maybe a woman, mm-hmm. but okay. not really racialized ever. And not a lot really mm-hmm. in my experience. And, right. and I think it's, and that just really sat with me a lot. Like there's different, there's just social situations navigate different ways sometimes. And we just, and I want to be very clear that we're not trying to say these things are all horrible and bad, but they have different no. impacts for each one of us. For right. you, for me, there's ways as a white person, I think I need to navigate. There's ways you as a black woman and with your family. These are just things we have to like think about. Yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. And there's never. If you don't have the conversation, every time you, you and I talk. Right. If you don't and every time we talk. Yes. You won't know. And every yeah. time we talk about this, I always think we'll come with up some clear answer. And I feel like there's not clear answers. There are many ways answers. There's lots right. of them. Nothing's right. clear, but you're right. We need to go back to just talking and saying the things I think yeah. about like in social settings. And, you know, for me as a, as a white person, being able to speak up, if I feel like there's something just around the edges that I'm not sure of that's being right. said, you know, I think that's a really important, I was in a group a while ago that talked about that. How do we interrupt? Mm-hmm. stuff like this. Mm-hmm. This was like a church group I was in. And uh, we just decided our best thing was to be like, wait, what you just said, whatever it is, tell me more about that, right? Really just ask people when you're confused or you think it seems a little funny or has some edges, like some um, maybe racial undertones you're unsure of. It really is okay to ask somebody more out of true curiosity and not to be like, I gotcha. That's right. kind of how I think of it. Yeah. Because right. I would like to have a hard, good conversation. Well, just to have that person get there. Right. And then that kind of gets us in the better practice of it too, in a way, I think. Right. If we do that. Yeah. And I don't so, think, and I just want to go back to, I don't think that your mm-hmm. question, like you were like, I know this might sound dumb, but I want to ask you right. about what you were saying about the woman saying that, you know, her and her black girlfriends talk about what it means yes. to be a black, woman. Being a black that, yeah. I don't think that that's a dumb mm-hmm. question. Like, I think that that's a great yeah. question. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know what you don't know. And now, you know, right. right? And it, and it gets you right. thinking and it gets you to have, have conversations that you wouldn't otherwise having and have. And I think that it goes to seeing the humanity in other people. And, and like you said, that's not something that you experience from your lens. Then you find out that other groups do, 
And then you mm-hmm. think it's talking about, well, why? And, and then you can kind of figure out where you fit into that space. Like, is there something I could be doing? Is there something I, or I understand this in a way that I didn't before? I didn't even like all, I mean, it's just, just so much that can come of it. That is only right. positive because you right. ask the question. And I think as yes. we talk about courage, it takes mm-hmm. courage to, to ask those questions too, because as a white woman, right. And you and I have mm-hmm. talked about this, not, not that I'm a white woman, that you're a white woman, but right. that, talk about <laughs> that as a white woman, as a white person, right. You're scared to ask some questions, certain questions, yes. you're scared of being offensive or whatever. And, but it's the risk. Mm-hmm. That has to be taken. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good word. The risk that has to be taken because they have to be asked as a white woman. I feel like I have to take the risk, right. Yeah. To say those things. That's true. It's true. I think that that is, yeah, the risk is a big part of that. But it's if you don't, then you won't know. And also, I think came to mind too is trust. Yes. You know, oh. when I asked the woman the question, we had been in. A, I had told her a little bit about the work I was doing slowly. You yeah. know, because sometimes, you know, as me as a white woman, I'm very cognizant when I'm telling about the work I'm doing. I feel like, you know, if I'm telling a black woman, it's because I want her to know I'm doing all the good white people things. <laughs> yeah. You know. What? I get really like sometimes I don't say anything because then I just feel like it's yeah I don't know so I I had to slowly build why it was we had been in a couple meetings on you know some things so she knew that this was something I was doing I think we had built a sense of she realized I wasn't just trying to be like crazy about like I had crazy but like you know just really um obnoxious about it I was more just being like oh wow okay so tell me like I know this might sound weird so I think there's a sense that we build trust in these conversations with yes. people yes to be able to then build those ask those questions too and we have yep. to respect that that's some of a it big might thing be slow. I agree I yeah. agree and some, and some of it's slow yeah I'm not just having that question I'm not just having that conversation with anybody right like you said exactly. you 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 built you know you had a couple of meetings and you you are you're building up to something which that something is right. trust Right. Yeah, Not trust right. with your life or anything, but trust that, oh, okay, she can we can have this sort of conversation and I'm free to have it. That's a big deal. Right. That's a big right. I'm not just telling, I'm not just answering that question that she answered for you with anybody. If somebody comes right. up to me and I'm just meeting you and you and and you ask me about that, I'm I'm like, what? What that's mm-hmm. I don't know it that it's safe for me to answer that. Because why are you asking me that? But right. we've had several conversations and I've, I've seen, you know, in the conversation, and this happened with me and you when we first started talking, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a buildup mm-hmm. and it was a, tr- mm-hmm. and it became a trusting so much so that now I can send you articles. Like I sent you, you can send me articles like you sent me, right. you, like you send me and, and we, and we learn and we, and we talk and we, you know, learn from each other that way. But, but that is because like you said, right. we've built up trust. And I think that those, that those built up the trust. Right. And how can you build up a trust if you're not having the conversations and you're not saying the things? Right. So you build up the trust. So then we feel safe. And then we have the courage to ask the question or share the information. Absolutely. It's all very connected. And we right? have the courage to maybe, things. right. And we have the courage to not say everything perfectly because we're not. Right. We're not. Oh, God. But yes. if we build up yes. the trust, then I trust mm-hmm. that, okay, she's asking this question from a genuine place, not because she expects me to teach her everything, but because we're literally having dialogue and we're learning. And oh, by the way, I just can only speak for myself as a black woman. I don't know Mm -hmm. all the things either because I had the same schooling and the same education as you. So (laughs) I'm learning a lot of stuff too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. It's a learning thing. All right. So we have to get to our last two questions, which are always 
All right, what is the real conversation when talking about courage for black women and courage for white women? What do you think the real conversation is behind it? I think we've gotten to lots of things, but what's the one thing that sticks out for you? And we'll see what sticks out for me. The real conversation behind it. The real conversation. I want the freedom to Mm -hmm. say how I feel, how things impact me without having to worry about your feelings, not you, Carrie, but, you know, Mm -hmm, without having to worry about your feelings, because a lot of that happens too. I want to say what I have to say and not yelling, not cussing, none of that. I want to be able to dialogue, disagree, agree without worrying about Mm -hmm. your feelings. So the real conversation is being able to be in that dialogue without worrying about what the things of the woman's going to be. Yeah. Just to be an authentic conversation. Just okay. to be able to talk. Yeah. Just, just to talk be able to, to worry. Just to be able to say how I feel without all the caveats and without all the disclaimers and the, I know it's not you and I'm not saying all people, I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. I like, I don't, yeah. I just want to be able to. And when I do talk like that, it's, oh, she's very direct. I am, but mm-hmm. I also think I'm kind and I'm in all these other things that they, that we take for right. granted. You are, I'm those things too. Right. So yeah. I don't want to yeah. always have to give my, I'm not trying to be an offensive black woman, but resume. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. Like I you don't just want to be able to just dialogue without yeah. all the other little caveats like you were saying. Yeah. Okay. And, and lastly, I told somebody a while ago, I fired my representative. My representative mm-hmm. wasn't truly mm-hmm. me. I mm-hmm. show up now as me, you're going to get me. My representative used to say all the nice words and all the stuff, and I'm not mean at all, but mm-hmm. I'm going to, in my nervousness, mm-hmm. um, say the things. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. takes courage. It does. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so, so that I think that that's the real conversation for me. Okay. Okay. I think for me, the real conversation around Black women's courage and white women's courage. And I'll speak of like, I think for in that, it's like the real conversations, I think we white women know that there's something, right? Like we know more than maybe we say we know. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we know there's a discomfort. We know there could be something going on. We know it would be hard. We need to remember it would be like, you know how you say like, we know some stuff, the real conversations we know we need to be mm-hmm. tending to stuff, mm-hmm. but take that even further. <laughs> the real conversation is because I, I think we know, I think the real conversation around this courage for black women, white women is white women then have to say the things. I think that's yeah. the real conversation for me. Like we know some stuff we do. Yeah. We don't have practice at it sometimes of saying the things and we need to practice saying the things. So right. when we feel the feeling come in, our stomach goes funny because like that was not nice to be said in front of this woman, this black woman in this group of majority white woman. Mm-hmm. I think we, the real conversation is we white women do need to say the things in these respectful, kind, all these kind of ways we're saying, but in, when we start saying them a little bit each time, yeah. I think we get better. And right. I want to say when I add that as the, like, that's the real conversation is I, I don't mean like be real conversation, like rude that's not what I'm meaning when I'm saying that when you feel like you know the thing and you get the weird feeling Mm -hmm. it's saying the thing that needs to be said in the room whatever it might be in a way that is I think very direct but at the same time 
in ways that are supporting your the other woman in the group that's black. If you're noticing it, say it. Be right. that really be that ally. Maybe that's it more. Maybe the normal right. conversation, maybe the real conversation is what does it really look like to be an ally? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm changing my mind. So I think there's <laughs> some of that. So, <laughs> so now I have lots of answers to that. Okay. So let's go to this idea, which is the other question I always ask um the norm we can challenge. So many may think black women and white women have blank, but really it's blank. So one of the things you and I put in there that I'm going to start with is this, and we had talked before, is many may think black and white women have the same lived experiences, but really we don't. No. They're different. Right. That's it, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. As women, same mm -hmm. gender as women, right. mm -hmm. we have many of the same experiences as women, but as Black women and white women, we have different mm -hmm. experiences. Yes. Yes, we yep. do. We do. Yeah. Okay. What are our closing or our final thoughts, Wailia? Anything that you'd like to close with? Um, my final thoughts are that I encourage us collectively to look at ourselves. I really encourage us to look at ourselves. And as much as we may say and we may think that we are open, mm. recognize or admit when you're not, even if you only say it in your head to yourself. And mm -hmm. do that hard work, because it's hard. It's not comfortable, mm -hmm. whatever that hard work is. And it doesn't mean that you have to go up to a Black person and say, I recognize that I have work. To no, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not even saying a training. I'm just saying, yeah. have the conversations, be open to it. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, that's a loaded thing. That's a, you'll recognize it, you'll know. But mm -hmm. but those people who say I'm open, that's not me, that's where, then it is you. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is you. Right. If you're saying Because we me, get sucked in. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Then because yeah, we get sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. A connection of heart and mind that you and I talk about, the heart and mind work right? Our mind is doing things, our heart is doing things, and we need to really have those real conversations and know that even if we think we've come a long way and we've learned all the things like we were talking in the beginning, the learning journey is never over. Never. We have never, I get stuck in whiteness all the time where I'm like, oh, is this a, like a white thing? Like, what's going on, right? It's never over. So if we can recognize that and see it, like, you know, I think that that's, that is something really important yep. for us to all think about and start practicing. I know it's hard and we have to be brave and we yeah. have to be courageous for different reasons if you're yes. a black woman or a white woman. But yeah. I think, I hope anybody listening to this as we're closing here will just take a little piece and just bring it to some of your spaces. Yeah. And I always like to tell people like in, current, like in groups, like, hey, you, you can always start a conversation. Like I was listening to this podcast and yeah. they said this and just see what people say. What That's exactly say? what I was going to say. Can I just say uh, <laughs> to, to do that thing, that whole, that buzz thing, that buzz saying, mm -hmm. I, I think that leaning into the discomfort is real mm -hmm. lean yeah. into the discomfort when it gets uncomfortable i even tell my kids this when it gets uncomfortable that means you need to lean into it that's not easy sometimes you got to do the hard thing and it takes courage to do that but okay. lean into it also we got to stop being so afraid to make mistakes we learn from mm. and that means that white people are gonna say some things that are offensive. It's, you know the you know the offensive things that you shouldn't do. 
but yeah. there's right. going to be something in your learning that, yeah, you know, you'll make some mistakes and you have to be willing to say, oh man, how can mm -hmm. I learn from that? Yeah. And that's the, that's the hard part. That's the part that people find hard. So just have courage to do that. Just, just you gotta yeah. just have the courage to do it. We need to give the grace and space to each other to do that. There are people's lives sure. who depend on it, really. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. You got this. Thank you, Ilya. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Courage. It would be great to hear from you. So send me a message through Anchor or reach out to me via email. Links are in the episode notes. Thank you. You got this. Thank you.